Light from Lantern presents Knit a Spell. I'm magical maker Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. Hey, Jim, guess what? It's a brand new episode of Knit a Spell. Yay! I had no idea. I thought we were just um, meeting uh, to plan a hike. Yeah, well, surprise. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I I knew. I knew, actually. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yes. In fact, we're going to talk about a very fun topic, something we've had on our list for quite a while, and that is... The elements! That's right! There's four or more, depending on your elemental beliefs, but we're going to concentrate on four today. (laughs) Yeah, the Western, Western mysticism, Western magic idea, the four elements of earth, air, fire, and water. Mm. So tell Katie, why did you want to cover this topic? So for me, I love thinking about ways you can use magical elements in making. So for me, I was particularly interested in breaking down more what the elements mean and then like like I said sort of ideas of how you can use them in your making whether it's knitting or weaving or spinning or even dare I say crochet 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 yes <laughs> um, yeah but yeah I'm curious why why was this on your list well this is a big one on my list it's it's uh, a lot of the elements are fundamental. They're very basic. They're kind of foundational. Mm. And I realized that not everyone has a good understanding of what the elements mean from a metaphysical perspective and what their correlations are. And I think talking about elements from a magical perspective is important, but what is really cool about um, Knit a Spell and this particular, you know, format of our, of our podcast is we can talk about what the elements mean and then give context immediately to how that element applies in real life by mm. applying it to making. So exactly. We're going to, this is one of the cool things about like, well, here's the metaphysical aspect of this element and here's how it would show up in making, be it mm-hmm. knitting, weaving, spinning, or anything crochet or crochet yes dare i say (laughs) dare i say i like how that rhymes (laughs) me too (laughs) should we tell people about this joke about the crochet joke i think so let's clue them in it's our private let's clue them in our private joke we'll let you know my husband is not a knitter and there's nothing wrong with that and there's nothing wrong with that there are many of you who might be listening who are knitters, because the title of the show is Knit a Spell. Spell. And it's not just, this show's not just about knitting. It's true. Although the title might not be inclusive, the show really is about- It rhymed. It was the rhyme, people. (laughs) (laughs) Their show really is about making and all forms. So including weaving and spinning and- Magic. um, null binding mm. and also magic and yep. everything else and dare i say crochet mm. so my husband is a crocheter and so when we were listening to the episode and katie kept saying knitting this and knitting that he would say or crochet or crochet and it was a very cute and so we decided we'd be inclusive yes of so, dare i sorry, say everybody Crochet is very relevant, (laughs) and just because I don't mention it quite as often, uh, it's only because I'm not very well equipped myself, so knitting is my fallback, so please know it can go for any of your preferred crafts. (laughs) Yes. Including, including, dare I say, crochet, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Or even painting, or drawing, cooking, or any cooking. Whatever you Um, like to do. Did you see my... Did you see my galette, my summer fruit galette that I posted on Instagram? I think you know I did. I'm already dreaming of having a huge slice with some ice cream and whipped cream on top. Oh, the creams. <laughs> that was so <laughs> yummy. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so cooking as well. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a good element too. So what are the four elements? Maybe you can give us like a quick breakdown as you see them. A little breakdown. Mm. Now it's time for the breakdown. Break it so down. The four- 
the four elements are earth, air, fire, water. Earth is the physical, the tangible, what we can experience with our four, with our five senses. The air is the mental, what we're thinking, what we're experiencing logically, rationally. A lot of times it's also sort of communication. Mm. Think about that going through the air, right? Uh, fire is the transformational. Some people think of it as the spiritual. Um, I think of it as the transformational or things that change. Mm. And water is thought of as the emotional, the compassionate. Some people think of it also as the artistic type of ideas. Fire sometimes is also or sometimes creativity. But I mm. think about that sort of in the realm of like the transformational or the things that change, the spark of inspiration. Yeah, the act. So yeah, the and also the action, that sort of spark mm. of like, get your butt moving. So those are the basic sort of four elements. So we can dive into each of those elements and really kind of dig into uh, our perspectives, both of our perspectives of, um, of what those, uh, and again, there are more perspectives than just ours, Absolutely. right? And nuance from other people that would add to these. I'm giving you my perspective that is um, based on my training and my own experience as a palm reader. You will have things that we will be most likely leaving things out. What we leave out of the elements, you know, comment, let us know, tag us on social media, send us a note on yeah. how we screwed this up or how we got it right. And, you know, please. Or if you have something to add, you can always let us know. Yes. We're interested in your perspective as well. And uh, you 100%. can always email us at knitaspellpodcast at gmail.com. Share your opinions yes. with us, why don't you? Yes. So should we start with the foundation of Earth? What do Let's you think? do it. I love Earth. All right. Yes. Earth. So... What does Earth represent metaphysically? Is that how we should do it? I think let's talk about the metaphysical correspondence or the magical correspondence with Earth. Mm. And then we'll talk about how that shows up in making. Perfect. So my perspective of Earth in magical, from the magical perspective is, Earth is that tangible physical aspect. It is our body, our bones. It is the, the Earth itself, the trees, the ground, the mud, the dirt, the rocks. Mm. Yeah, and it represents the things that we can touch, feel, taste, hear, smell. Basically, the things we experience, like I said earlier, with our five senses. Um, so in, in magic, I think about this being the magical tools, um, the, the magical space, our bodies, um, the food we eat, the offerings we make. If I can do things with my body um, physically, that's the the earth plane. So when, when we're doing magic, we might imagine, okay, I want to create an abundance spell. We often say, okay, are you working the earth plane? So are you going out and applying for jobs? Mm. Are you actually doing the work, you know? Are you working the earth plane along with your intent yeah. and working all the other aspects of, of, of your spell, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the earth aspect. How do you, so let's put that into context. What would the earth aspect be in making for you? I think a lot of similar uh, similarities there <laughs> or similarities if you are me um <laughs> uh where it's the tools so it's going to be you know your person you are a tool as well you are the one would you just call me what a tool <laughs> that's right we're all a bunch of tools everybody <laughs> and we are using them to control other tools like knitting needles or crochet hooks or looms or spinning wheels also the fibers or yarns that are being used to manipulate them um and then you know the things that the fibers are from so like animals and plants even human made hu human made items <laughs> mm -hmm. um so they're all things that we make to then interact with on on the earth literally right <laughs> even even the the fabric or the finished piece, the scarf, the cowl, the sweater, the the um, afghan that you've crocheted, like those things that you've made are also the physical, the tangible, right? Absolutely. All the tools you've used and the materials, that's that aspect, the mm. physical, the earth aspect of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, just sort of builds every step of the way you go. It's still the earth. Mm -hmm. It's still the earth. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. 
So then we have air. <laughs> yeah, so the air aspect, this is the, the realm of the mental, right? Mm. And so air is that realm of the logical, the rational, the, the, the communication. It's mm. this, this arena, right? So um, this is in magic, the words we speak, the breath, the actual breath, the actual air. Yeah. Um, and so it might be the ritual outline or the concept of what we're doing magically. Mm-hmm. It's the script we might have for something we're doing. Um, the communication about what we're doing um, would be in this realm. Mm. Um, the uh, um, uh, so the communication about the event or or the visualization is also could be thought of as air because it isn't our actual eyes. It's like in our mind's eye mm. um, is a lot of times that realm of air. If I'm seeing something in my mind's eye, that's sort of that clairvoyant type of thing would be in the realm of the mentor of the air could be seen in that way. Mm, right. So if yeah. I'm, if I'm imagining, if I'm in the realm of imagination, a lot of times that's seen as, as mental as, as the realm of air. Am I visualizing it in the, like coming to together in some way? Oh, interesting. Okay. So then probably similar for for you too. Yeah. As a designer, I'm, I'm thinking right now, like, oh, those are the gifts that you get when you're, you know, whatever, driving down the street and you see a thing that makes you think, oh, that would make such a great little color work bit or a curve of a neckline or whatever, you know, it's, it's the pattern, it's the, uh, that you're following, it's the design idea that you have, it's the inspiration from the sky that seems to come out of nowhere, you know, um, I mean, comes out of nowhere, but you're, you're asking for it in a way, it always seems to with me anyway, you're thinking like, oh, how can I problem solve this? How could I make this better? And then it comes and if you're willing to act on it, which is another element that uh, becomes something different. But yeah, I think um, even like, you know, the the space in between um, the fibers and the stitches of the knitting, you know, that's air literally too. So it could be seen in yeah. a lot of ways in making, I think. Um, and more- I love how you said that's, that space between- the stitches is air. I mm-hmm. love that idea that like there's literal air in between stitches. Mm-hmm. Like if there weren't air in between the fibers of the stitches, you would just be basically you'd be knitting a rock. Yes. Yeah, so dense and n- yeah. no flexibility, nothing can't hold any uh, warmth either. Mm-hmm. Which, which speaks to like the design aspect of like what gauge of needles and yarn you're using and how fluffy or lacy the piece is going to be and yes. what type of material you're using. So whenever we think of something engineering, when you're engineering something or you have your degree in fashion design, right? Mm-hmm. When you're engineering a garment and thinking about even outside of knitting, how is that fabric going to lay on the body? How am I going to stitch it together? How am I going to construct that? Mm-hmm. What is the layers underneath? Does it need, you know, crinoline underneath to hold it out? Does it need a structure? Do I need undergarments? Like all that stuff of engineering an outfit or a costume, mm-hmm. all of that is in the realm of air. I never thought about it as engineering before, but gosh, it you're is. sure right. <laughs> I didn't realize I was a professional engineer too, Jim. Thank you. (laughs) You are. You're engineering because you are really thinking about how will that fabric lay? Hmm. How much heat will it retain? Yeah. How will it fold over? And you are automatically, if I come into a shop, if I come to you and I'm like, look, I have this super thick yarn and this certain like needles and I want this to be super delicate on the body as this sort of like cowl or whatever, you're going to look at me and shake your head and be like, that's going to be a big lump laying across your neck, choking you to death. What you need to be, what you need to do is have this other, you're just going to know that from your sort of experience. Right. Mm. But you're really just sort of, and it's going to feel like intuition, but it's because you have all this experience. You're basically engineering something. Mm. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, because I gathered all the information over time, and that's part of the intellect of air, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, very, very interesting. Gosh, see, it's uh, um, manifesting in all different ways. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Hmm, very good. Let's 
Let's talk about, oh, oh, the last thing I want to say about air is the word inspiration. So inspire is related to like the inhalation and respiration, like inspiration is a lot like breathing, Mm. right? Respiration, inspiration, right? So we talk about that inspiration, sort of like an air aspect of like to, you know, breathe in, right? Inspiration Mm. is the in-breath of spirit is a friend of mine's tagline. Um, uh, And it's a really cool idea that when spirit breathes, it's inspiration. So we have this idea of inspiration and it sort of uh, straddles the realm of air into this idea of fire, Mm. right? So we kind of have it, um, we talk about inspiration in air, but it moves into fire as well. So that's the next element we should talk about. And I think inspiration is a good sort of transition idea because fire inspiration also lives a little bit in fire because we can get a different type of inspiration from fire that is sort of that spark of inspiration, right? So fire is transformation. I really look at fire as being the transformation. Matter cannot be changed, cannot be created or destroyed. It can just be changed, right? Mm. And so I think about that fire being that magic of transformation and change. So things like healing, things like, um, movement. Uh, um, when we think of dance, when we think of of uh, creation and destruction, it's really not. It's just tr- change. It's really transformation of things. Yeah. Um, and like when we phoenix. think of like the phoenix, that's exactly mm. right. When we think of um, a lot of esoteric practice, thinks of fire being spirituality or sort of that that final emanation, right? I don't. I don't know if. That's not exactly where I go with fire. I think of fire being a little, I, I like to keep the elements a little more neutral. Mm. I think that fire is involved in tra- in that sort of ultimate transformation or that sort of spiritual, like you can't get to a spiritual um, like elevation or you, I think you need all four elements to mm. sort of up level if you choose to do that or transformation is part of that, but I think you need all the elements in order to do that. Right. In my opinion. So fire is one of those things. So when we see fire in a magic in, in our own magic, we see it as the ways in which we're changing and healing. It's also shows up in the actual fire of our candles. If we're using candles um, to represent, you know, um, Mm. elements, we see fire in, the dance um, and in our movement as we move in circles, as we move and in motion, we see fire in the heat of our bodies and the literal, you know, burning of hydrogen that occurs in our bodies to create energy in our bodies. So that is a, you know, we actually have fire in our bodies and that's actually what's happening, you know, biologically. Mm. So we see that we have fire within us um, and we can, you know, really channel that as well. Yeah. And isn't it funny how now that you think about it, all of the inspirational phrases seem to be like backed with fire, like, uh, oh, I got a fire under my butt, you know, to get going on something. Fire in my belly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or like, you know, I'm burning up over this idea. Um, Yeah, it's very interesting. It's, It's the like action part of of the elements right. kind of. Yeah. 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 Fire is also passion. If mm. we have a passion for something, if we have a drive for something, we'll say, you know, um, yeah, we've got, we're hot, hot footed or we got mm. that, all those kind of things. Right. Yeah, a fiery attitude about it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So in making, how does that show up? Um, I mean, literally with the act of making, I mean, <laughs> it's, if it, uh, fire is transformation, then, you know, doing something like knitting is completely transformational. You're taking uh, yarn, that's just a string, uh, in making it into something that it had no intention of being probably initially. So a sweater or a blanket or who knows what else. Um, Same with the original fiber. It was just hanging out on the animal or the plant until we decided to gather it and make it into the fibers that we're now making the things into afterwards. Um, So it can be really, again, kind of go 
a long way in the making process, depending on which area you're concentrating on. But it's everywhere. Right. It's a right. constant transformation um, yeah. of resources into one thing to another based on what you want it to be. Otherwise, yeah. it's not going to make itself into the thing, I'm guessing. Right. And, and likely and, the same with magic, right? <laughs> right. Well, I think of your work especially, right? Like you're knitting something that I'm like, oh, it's just a scarf. And you're like, oh, it is not a scarf. This is a talisman with an intent, right? Mm -hmm. And I think like you could certainly like even knit gemstones into little pockets in the corners or like people could weave herbs or who knows what into their pieces, right? And actually have those those pieces be magical talismans, magical garments, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a form of transformation. It's not just a scarf. It reminds me of something that my husband did one time. He found this really awesome piece of small piece of wood that was exactly the length of his forearm, which is a classic length of a magical wand. So he found this, he, he, he did all the ritual things that he's to do to create and consecrate this wand out of Mm -hmm. this special particular type of wood. And he brought it home and it was his wand. And um, our daughter saw it and she's like, oh, it's a stick. And he's like, no, it's a wand. And she's like, it's a Mm -hmm. stick. And it was, you know how kids love to play that game of like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's a stick, right? It's and she's the opposite at that of what age. you say it is. Yeah, yep. she's like, it's a stick. He's like, it's a wand. It's a stick. It's a wand. It's a stick. And it was very cute. And it was like a fun little game she played. But it is that sort of idea of like the transformation of what that is, mm-hmm. right? Yes, it's uh, very much in the eye of the beholder, right? But it's the act of fire that is transforming the wand, the stick into the wand or the scarf into the talisman. Absolutely. Oh, interesting. Very cool. So the last element before we take a quick break is the element of water. So water. (laughs) Oh yes. The emotional element. Break it down. So a lot of, yeah. So we think about water a lot of times is like where artistic aspects or creativity comes from i really think about it exactly as the emotions compassion right Mm. um this is really where we access those those deep flowing aspects of connection and emotion Mm. and we see that in our body or our in in nature is the water around us our bodily fluids our emotions our empathy our love compassion artistry and certainly we represent water in the altar And when we're doing magic around us, as um, we usually have like a little bit of water on the altar sometimes, Mm -hmm. or we have maybe seashells or something to represent that element. Mm -hmm. Um, And we represent it in perhaps the fluidness of our motions. Perhaps we access the compassion of the work we're doing. We get into the emotional state of why do I care about this? Why do I care about the work that I'm doing? Mm -hmm. What is my compassion what is the love of what i'm doing not the lust for the results but the true like feelings of what i'm doing Mm. if i really want that let's use that previous example if i'm doing a spell for abundance or prosperity let's connect with what something that i really love like i want to provide for my family Mm. or i want to have safety and security in my home i want to be able to be um you know, so I want to connect with something that I really care about and compassion. I want to be able to provide for my community and donate to something that I really care about and, and help others. So I would Mm -hmm. connect with, you know, something that I really care about and have some compassion and that water can help support me in my intent. Mm, Right. Yes. So let's talk about the magical tool for sure. Oh yeah. And I'm sorry. I should also say water is very healing. So I can also talk and think about and imagine what is the healing that I would have there, Mm, right? mm -hmm. And we can literally use water and magic like in the bath or the shower as well, right? Absolutely. That plays a big part in it. 
with making, that would be a, a great way to introduce water is, um, you know, in the blocking of a project or washing it or even just spraying it with a water that has intent. Um, I mean, even the piece that you're making probably has some emotional connection, whether you're making it for yourself or for someone else. The idea of like an heirloom piece comes to mind and it's sort of like, well, yeah, that's, you know, the emotional connection that you have that is the piece that you make intending for perhaps someone young. They bring it through their life. Maybe it ends up being passed down to the next person in their line. You know, that's a huge emotional tie um, from something that is really encompassing all of the elements ultimately, but um, especially a good example of a really strong emotional tie. Yeah, we have a few Afghans in our house that are made out of acrylic yarn that is pretty, I don't know what the word is, crunchy? Yeah. Sque- uh, squeaky? It's, it's antique. No. <laughs> it would be vintage but those pieces were knit with so much love from people with the one that i have is from people who are now gone Mm -hmm. and i hold on to that thing because it is made with love from my ancestors right yeah same probably in the 40s Ooh, yeah that's a good one to keep around yeah Yeah, I mean, the good thing about that kind of fiber is that it is not going to easily deconstruct, (laughs) for better or worse. But uh, yeah, the moths will not eat it. That is true. Probably not interested. But I bet the colors look almost as good now as they did then, which is awesome. It's it's white. Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, it's also nice that it's white because the ones we have from the 70s are also like. Mm, Well loved. They're, well, I think those colors are back in style again. Oh, so. right. Yes, I see. Yeah, they'll cycle every 30 <laughs> years in being fashionable. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is probably their stride right now then. Actually, right. the 90s <laughs> is very popular right now, but maybe in the next one, it will be the same. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, All right. So that's a summary of the four elements. Very good. Let's Let's take a quick break and come back and talk more about the elements and why we should care. Wonderful. I can't wait. We'll see you back here in one minute. Katie. Jim. You know, I've been hearing a lot lately from people how I'm so much more than a palm reader. So I'm cooking something up and I'm going to launch something kind of amazing. Wait a minute. Are you keeping secrets from me? Mm, Yes. Yes. And if you want to know more about it, the first place I'm going to start talking about it. Oh, it's probably your Instagram, right? (laughs) No, actually, that's the last place. It's going to be my email list. Oh, of course. I always try to give a little gift with my emails. I hate spam. I hate it when people are just asking me to buy stuff all the time. Mm. No, I want to give people a little presence in their email box a little modern mudra they can use, a little free download they can download, a meditation. I want people to subscribe to my email list so that they get this announcement later this year with my thing that I'm making. Oh my gosh. Well, you heard it here first. Don't miss out on this awesome upcoming announcement, which you can find on Jim's email list. Hey, Jim, how can people go ahead and sign up for that email list? Go to thedivinehand.com and hit subscribe at the top in the navigation bar. It's just that easy. All right, everybody, no excuses. Get on it. Oh, hey there. You may not remember me, but I'm that one hank of fingering weight yarn you got at that awesome fiber festival. Or cool local yarn store. Or because it was on sale. Or maybe you can't quite remember, and that's not the point. I was just coincidentally thinking about how the Ship to Shore shawl by Light from Lantern could be made with just one hank of any fingering weight or sport weight yarn that's approximately 400 yards. That's all. Until then, I'll be over here, continuing to look as stunning as you remembered. Interested in learning more? I hear you can by simply visiting lightfromlantern.com. And we're back. Thanks so much for sticking around. This half, we are going to talk about why. Why elements? Why are we talking about it? Uh, How can you incorporate them into your making? And why would you want to do that? There's uh, an idea of the balance of elements, but um, right. would you say we are in a society that is balanced? Well, let's talk about the balance of the elements. I think it is important to strive to be in balance mm. with the elements. Um, and we can look to nature to find examples of that. Um, one example is trees, 
when we look at a tree, mm. we can see that, and this is um, one of the things that I do in my tradition is we look to trees as a really good example of the balance of the four elements, right? Mm. So the tree is also an example of as above, so below. There's an equal amount of mass of material in the roots as there is in the branches and trunk. Mm. So trees are very balanced below and above the ground. That's why they don't easily fall over because they're perfectly balanced above and below. We see trees um, having the earth aspect in their physical form. They have water in them and they, they use water. They're, they have a balance of water in them. Mm -hmm. They have a balance of energy of the sun, of the, of the fire in them because they're there. If there's a forest fire, they just burst into flames. So they have a lot of potential energy stored in, in them. Mm. And they have the air there's, um, you know, the, they're converting oxygen, I mean, carbon dioxide into oxygen. And so they're very connected with the air. They bring air into the roots and they have this whole thing with the mycelium and all kinds of stuff with, um, how they help to maintain and, and be in symbiosis with the, with the earth and the soil. So there's this really amazing um, aspect of trees and how they balance, um, you know, in nature and how they bring that sort of amazing balance of the four elements. So there's just the more research and the more that we discover about trees, how they work, you know, with each other, the magic of trees is, and the intelligence of trees yeah. is absolutely remarkable, right? And so mm -hmm. we can look at that. We can, and that's what a lot of witchcraft is: is look at nature and find spiritual guidance and wisdom out in nature and, and then sort of apply the, maybe not literally, but apply the principles or the ideas or the metaphor to us. Because mm. guess what? We are natural, right? We are nature. That's right. We are not, dis we are not divorced from the earth, right? No. And when we can start to really be embodied and understand that, we are going to start to treat the earth way differently. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Good right? perspective. Can I, can I get a little props Amen. on that? So, so, the, so to your question, and we've had this conversation, is our society balanced in the elements, right? Mm. This is kind of a fun question, right? So Katie, do you think our society is balanced in earth, air, fire, and water? Oh, yeah, 100%. That's why we're all living in peace and unity, right? That oh. would be sarcasm. Uh oh, no, my, my dream world right now. <laughs> uh, no, I might say, no, it is not particularly yeah. balanced, actually. Yeah. yeah. So if you think about which element of earth, air, fire, and water, which element our society really cares about the most what is everyone going for? It's all about the money, money, money. Please don't sue me, sue me, sue me. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. is grabbing that coin, mm. right? We all, we want the pentacles, right? Yes. It's all about the earth element, right? It's mm. the Escalade, the mansion, yes, right? All we, the material things. Material things, right? Mm. So that we see that all the time and we see that in the jobs that are offered right um you know you, there's a lot of jobs that are all about the physical and the material right yep and what the songs are about and what um the consumerism and the capitalism and the industrial revolution was all about the material things and 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 the, the objects right that's right in fact if you want to solve any mystery the saying is follow the money so there you go. Better there we go. <laughs> yep. Now we are in transition into the age of Aquarius. Mm. And so we're starting to see a second element be important, right? Mm -hmm. And that element is air. Ooh. But because we're in transition, it's because we can make pentacles out of swords. Ah, but of course. Okay, yes. <laughs> right? So we see jobs where, or we see we see people who are like, oh, I've hired you for your ideas because I can make money out of your ideas. 
because the internet is a way to make money because these 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 vehicles of air the mm. internet and ideas and the information age we can make that into pentacles we can make that into coins right so oh, interesting a second place of what society values is air so we have this earth and air society mm. That is really kind of devoid of the two other elements, right? Now, not necessarily, because what do people say? Third place. What's third place, you think? Um, probably fire? Yeah. What do people say? I'm ready to change, right? I want, mm. and what's the number one thing? The number one industry around change is we all know what it is weight loss. Oh, oh, Lord. I thought you were going to say resolutions, but you know what? Well, yeah. What is that about? <laughs> New Year's resolutions are all about Those one January thing. January joggers. Yes. Yeah. January <laughs> joggers, right? The number one industry about change is the fitness industry. M mega billion dollar industry. And what wow. happens? Everyone uh, says they want change. Yeah. But like the but me included part is like but, so hard. I'm there. I'm with them, right? We all are, aren't we? I, you know, Nobody <laughs> wants to actually change, right? Yeah. This is true in everything. This is true in everything. We don't live in a society that actually teaches transformation. Hmm. This is not about you. You have not, listener, you have not failed. Society has failed you because society has made it about the individual that's right. And that you're bad because you can't change. And still there are fast food. Like, let's just talk about food, mm. right? We have created a society of terrible food where that's the, the, the easiest thing for you to eat is, is the most malnourished food. And then we blame you for choosing the things that are easiest for you to eat. That's right. Or most affordable. Yes. Or most affordable to eat. Mm -hmm. And most satiating to eat. Yep. Instead of creating a system that actually feeds us nutritious food. Yes. So we have totally set up this whole society where fire is impossible. Mm. And we say change. We all say, I want change. And then we don't make change actually possible. Oh, or change does happen. And then everyone who sees the change that you're doing hates you for it. Hates you <laughs> like, for it. Oh, you're you such a it. sellout. Or how yeah. dare you lose that weight you said you were going to. Or praises you so much and gives you so much attention that the pressure destroys you. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yep, the tallest daisy. for you. Oh, it's yeah. It's tall daisy syndrome, right? Clip it Clip down. It. Yep. Clip it down. Yes, very interesting. All right, so that's third place fire. Last place, we already know. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you mean emotions aren't valued in our society, Jim? What? <laughs> Stop crying about it. <laughs> right. Stop yeah. crying about it. Like, mm -hmm. okay, this saying, buck up buttercup. Have oh. you heard that? Ooh. Have you heard that, Katie? Buck oh. up buttercup? Oh, You've heard that. A variation on it, sure. Yeah. Hmm. Like... If you if 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 you have found that emotions are safe in society, you are not from here. Mm -mm. <laughs> you're from you're from the Pleiades or something. That's right. <laughs> you're from you're from Atlantis. Oh no, you're from you're from Lumeria. Like there you go. Like my friend Pamita. You're from Lumeria or somewhere. Yes. Right. Yes. No. Like water emotions are not okay. We are not allowed to cry. We are not allowed to be angry. Women are not allowed to be angry. Ugh. If you're anyone who's oppressed, anyone of color or mm. women or anyone, mm. you're not, you're not allowed to be angry and That's and true. live, yeah. right? Yeah. So Our it's problem. pretty yeah. yeah, it's pretty awful. So emotions are not safe in our society because water, the um, the element of water is not permitted. So it's where so does this ironic. leave us? It's sad. So where does this leave us? This leaves us in a society where pentacle, where earth and air are the only ones that are allowed. Mm -hmm. That's dust. We are Ooh. in this society that is kind of just dust and dry and a little bit of heat from the fire, but no water. We're in the desert. If, so if you ever feel like you're kind of in the desert mm. in our society, it's it's true, right? Okay, yeah. And so what we're bringing, what we're I'm inviting you to think about is how do we bring some compassion 
back into our society? How do we bring some true transformation, right? We got plenty of the pentacles and plenty of the, of the swords. How do we bring some of the cups? How do we bring, and I'm making tarot references here. How do we bring some of the wands? How do we bring some of that water and compassion, some of the transformation Mm. to some of the, you know, um, thoughtfulness that was already there and some of the um, earth, some of the tangibility that's already there. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I invite people to think about in their own lives and make space for it. When we realize that that's how our society is, we can start to make space for compassion and kindness every day to the people around us. We can start to make that change locally. I make sure that I smile and wave to people as I'm, when I was wearing a mask, walking down the street, I made sure to wave at people because they couldn't see my smile. I make sure to, now I make sure to smile at people in the grocery store. If we have to wear masks again, I will still do that and wave and make sure it's overt. Mm -hmm. You know, these are little things that I'm trying to do personally, right? So that's just something is my suggestion. But what do you think about this theory? I think you're totally right. And I mean, isn't that the reason that we clamor for things like hobbies, you know, whether they're making or magic or making magic or magical making, you know, it's a way for us to rebalance ourselves because the things that we are offered in society isn't filling that having your, you know, hobbies and your magic be the thing that fills you up in the areas where others are lacking is really, really important. Um, you know, connecting deeply to why you have this hobby. Probably you're doing it because you have a passion for it. (laughs) Otherwise, you're maybe not wasting your time um, or investing your time into it. Um, Same with magic. You know, it's, it's feeling in control of the things you're out of control of otherwise. What do you think about that? Yeah, totally. And where does that drive come from? What element you might be seeking? Mm, right and what elemental sort of like like thing you might be searching for Mm -hmm. and for you it might be different than society you might it might be matching society but it might also be what's lacking right like maybe someone has hoarded all the earth and you're Mm -hmm. feeling like i don't society is really valuing earth but i don't have money yeah right Yep. And that's what you're seeking. So, mm-hmm. so this is the other thing is society has prioritized the earth plane, but then keeps it from a lot of people or gives it to just one guy who can afford to fly a phallic shaped rocket up into space. And still right? be allowed to come back somehow. I know. It's right. crazy. Yeah. And so there's this, you know, really awful, like, you know, distribution problems of wealth, right? Mm -hmm. And really getting worse and worse as we go along. So anyway, so there's a lot of these issues that are out there and we can think about them from an elemental perspective. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about what we can do about it, right? So what are some magical things? So let's talk about water. How do we bring the element of water into our lives? Mm -hmm. So magically, we talked about this already, you can ritually bathe in the water in literal water, but you Mm -hmm. can make your shower or your bath, or if you are lucky enough to live near an ocean or a lake or any, or a river or any body of water that's safe to bathe in, you can ritually immerse yourself in water. And what I mean ritually is you can choose to visualize that water and to, or herb or put magical bath in that water with a few herbs, even from your kitchen or you can purchase them Mm. um and you can do that and and imagine that water being more than just water charge that water in some way right Mm. you can charge water in the sun and take a sun bath by leaving a bowl of water out in the sun Mm. have it charged with the energy of the sun or charge in the energy of the moon there you go yeah both are great ways actually or those over you what did yeah. you say go ahead oh no well those are have both, you done moon uh, bathing those, yeah well so not on my person <laughs> but for my projects i have uh so it's a great you know similar you can use water to charge 
in the sun or in the moon for um, blocking purposes for your projects. Or uh, a lot of people will do like solar dyes for yarns. So that's another interesting way to incorporate them into your making that maybe you wouldn't have thought of before is like the dyeing aspect. Um, whether it's, you know, using traditional dyes or maybe dyes that are scavenged from outside, um, something local uh, and also appropriate for the timing of the year. That's kind of fun, too. Um, but yeah, that's, um, you know, also using herbs and just uh, anything to emotionally connect you with that project further. Very similar to magic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for if you were to move to other herbs can work for any element, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so like, for instance, earth, obviously, herbs, earth. Um, not only could you use herbs as like, you know, part of the blocking process for the water, but you could also use it sort of like you said before, you could put them, uh, maybe you have like a little pocket where you put a satchel in there, and that has some, you know, special herbs in there, or it's a little mojo bag or something like that. Um, or maybe you end up incorporating um, like crystals that have specific meetings that are stitch markers while you're making the project, or maybe they're beads that you literally incorporate into the project, and that's charging it with a specific energy too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways to incorporate literal earth elements <laughs> into your making um, to yeah. you know reinstill your intent. Right, and I, I think you could burn herbs. And incorporate them into an air aspect. And then you can run the project through the incense. Mm, You know, great idea. Incense goes through the project, sort of charging it with the, you know, energy of the Mm. incense of the herbs, right? Yeah. So that's a way to bring air. Mm. One of the ways to bring air into your project. There's a lot of other ways to bring air into your project, also, right? Yeah, I mean, it could be like literally just the mental air, you know, maybe you're thinking of a new project, maybe you're learning a new skill, Uh, maybe you're while you're making you're reciting prayers or intentions for the projects or even a poem while you're making it. Um, There's lots of different ways to consider air as it too. Plus, you know, the literal air, like we said, between um, the yarns too. So maybe that's offering some heat. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, and then there's fire, of course, which is the creative energy. Um, You know, maybe you want to make your own pattern, you create your own color chart or your own stitch pattern. Um, You know, it's it's or literally incorporating candle into it. I love the idea that you had a while ago about doing like a seven day candle burn uh, and a seven day project. That's still something that's on my list. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You in magic. Me, Jim. <laughs> that's awesome. In magic, um, if you're using fire with magic, you can yourself feel the sun on your skin, right? Now, oh, yeah. be sun safe. Don't get a sunburn. Um, however, that's one way. You can also feel, um, you know, passion, maybe passion in sexual way, maybe passion with yourself. Um, perhaps a self-improvement course or exercise. Mm. You can move yourself in ways that that rise, raise up your energy in your body. Um, you can do a candle magic spell. Those are all fire aspects that you can really connect with that transformation, right? Mm. Um, and we had talked earlier about air. Another idea I had about air is really to connect with that air element magically through journaling, or you can do something mm. called automatic writing where you just get into a trance state let your pen sort of move or your pencil across the page and then read later what you wrote. Sometimes it's unintelligible, but if you practice enough, that can become a really great psychic way to do it. So whatever you need, you know, magically think about and and making, think about what you would want to bolster up, what sort of things you would bring into your life and things you could do in alignment with an element and in alignment with what you might need. Think about them from an elemental perspective to, you know, to bring them in. You're not alone. If you're feeling like something's missing, if you're feeling like you're yearning for something, you're not a freak. There are literal detriments in society from, from um, our opinion is there are detriments in society and it's, you know, we feel it and it's out there. Mm -hmm. So I encourage you to find that, that homeostasis, that, that balance in the world of elements and um, reach out and find ways to 
um, experience those elements and find balance in that way. Yes. And hopefully this episode inspires you because we would love to hear how perhaps you are thinking now what's off balance in your life and how you might be able to balance it out. We'd love to hear from you. As always, you can always feel free to drop us a comment on our Instagram, which is at knitaspell, or you can drop us an email at knitaspellpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, you can always learn more about all of our upcoming episodes at knitaspell.com. Leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can always hashtag us. Mm-hmm. Knit a spell on Insta if you did something and want to share. We just love all of that stuff. So thank you, everybody, for joining us on this week's episode. And, you know, you don't have to do any of that stuff. I just love that you listen. That's right. We're appreciative for each and every one of you. Now, uh, don't forget, if you want to learn more about the awesome human that is James Divine, you can find him at thedivinehand.com and also on Instagram at Divine Hand Jim. And Katie has some really kick-ass patterns. And there is a really cool one coming out mm-hmm. shortly that I just saw a preview of. So you got to follow Light From Lantern on Instagram at Light From Lantern. Subscribe to her email list. Check her out at her website, lightfromlantern.com. You can find her on Ravelry if you want to see those patterns. The cozies that keep your drink your hand from freezing if it's still it's still summer for a little bit check it out you know autumn is coming what do they say on that show winter is coming that's right so there's some very warm things that you'll want to start knitting now so they're ready for your gifts this fall um so don't miss out on light from lantern check it out knit some magic with light from lantern Oh, what a wonderful endorsement. Thanks, Jim. You're welcome. Oh, well. I love you. It's the mutual love, love society. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you guys, if you're jealous, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, it was an absolute pleasure. And I can't wait for next week when we have an extra special guest coming up. So, yes. <laughs> I can't wait either. All right. Awesome. awesome. All right. Well, see you next, next Wednesday. Time. See you then. Bye, Jim. Ciao. This episode is a wrap. If you enjoyed what you heard, go ahead and follow us on your favorite podcast streaming app. And don't forget, you can see full video episodes of Knit a Spell on Light from Lantern's YouTube channel.